0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading
1: brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, and welcome to Trades World Podcast. Today, I'm going to take you on a ride. I know I say this all the time, but I really do have one of my favorite men in the house today, He is a director, and he is like an independent director superstar. He has worked with 50 Cents. He's worked with me. Uh, He's actually the director of I Do, I Did, if you guys have seen that. He did Before I Self-Destruct. He did something called Breathe. He is a phenomenal video director. We will get into that a little bit, but that is not what he is here to talk about today. He is here to talk about his new graphic novel. It is called Death Rider. And basically it tells you what happens when you make a deal with the devil, but the devil can always collect. I heard that this is going to be a three-part series, so make sure you check out the book Death Rider. It is available on Amazon.com. Uh once you read it, hit me up. Let's talk about it. Maybe we can do like a whole other conversation with Cherry and Cherry's World. And um Because it's a good one, okay? And I'm waiting for part two, It should be out in October. But I am here today by myself. I want to big up my co-host, the producer of Cherry's World Podcast. The reason why I'm doing Cherry's World Podcast, Mr. Courtney Blackman. Courtney Blackman is not here today because he is getting a higher education. And he is going to be studying for his final. So, Courtney, big up to you. I'm proud of you. I'm putting out positive A vibes and make sure that you stay tuned because we're going to have some J. Jesses Smith in the house and Famous Apparel is sponsoring this show. So you want to make sure that you stay tuned so we can learn all about Death Rider and we'll also hear a little intel about J. Jesses Smith and his relationship with 50 Cent, CMX, Lava Alonzo, some insight on Cherry Johnson, Antoine Tanner, Shar Jackson. Yeah, he's spilling some dimes. So you ain't gonna wanna miss this one. The only podcast
0: coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry go. Plug your phone in, make sure I got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders. Androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. P-Y-T, you know what that mean. So. You on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead Lucy's got a crush on you. It'll mean the world to get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robert Tussin.
1: Got it. Welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. Today, I am serious when I say I have one of my favorite men in the world. In the house, he is a well-respected director, producer, writer. His name is Jay Justice Smith. You might recognize that name from back in the day he used to direct videos, but he also directed Yeah, I did that. You did do that, but we're not really here to like discuss film and video, say so we're going to hit on it just a little bit, but today we're going to be talking about his new book because my man is an author, and he wrote a wonderful book called Death Rider, and that is the reason. Thank you. It, uh, Let me tell you something. So my daughter and I read this book together Ooh. because she okay. re- yeah, she reads a different chapter book every week for school. And this one was sitting on the floor and I didn't know that she started to read it. Right? <laughs> I don't think I would have said oh, "Wow!" But she was reading it and I happened to look down and I was like, oh, what are you doing? And she goes, mommy, he made a deal with the devil. And I said, yeah, he did. And she said, Am I allowed to read it? And I said, no, not really. Keep going.
0: <laughs> so right.
1: She would read a chapter, I would read a chapter. And we're so excited. Yes. Where did you come up with the That's
0: dope. um he I was I was um I had went to Khan's France. I had a film, uh, which I still shopping, uh, for, for Outlaws. Um, I don't know if you probably remember, years ago, we did, I do, I did, I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Cannes, France. I forgot what year it was because a guy wanted to do a deal with the Outlaw Project. And I'm on a train with an old partner of mine, you know, while I wouldn't remain, you know, just remain, name was at this point, be irrelevant, mm-hmm. but... I, I was talking to him. I said, man, this guy's full of BS. He ain't got no money to do that. You know, because everybody in France, you find the money and then sometimes in the cons, you find the con artist. Right. And I'm like, this guy ain't got no money. And I'm going on and I'm and I'm on a train and we're going from cons up to grass. Because this year I couldn't get a, a hotel room, you know, on the of on the course. I stayed in grass. So we're on the train going to grass, right? And he's like, you should think about doing a horror man horror movies are great and i had already did rough riders anthem so being that i had this outlaw movie i really it was a joke originally i just started making a joke i said yeah all right i'm gonna do a horror movie it's gonna be called uh death riders death riders from hell as a matter of fact and i started making these sounds on the train and i said yeah i'm gonna have this guy's name's gonna be and i started just coming up with these names, I don't know where they were coming from, but they was just sounding good at the time. And by the time I finished the train ride, I had like 13 pages wow. of death riders wow. that had turned from this horror. You know, like what he, you know he he was trying to get me to do something that I wasn't ready to do. Now it's different, and I was just like, mm. and I found a way creatively from what I like to take that and add it together. And then by the time I left France, it was Diego sold his soul to the devil. And in return, the devil can't collect his soul. So he rises these separate riders from hell. But that was my brain thinking, how do I keep it going? And it was originally a screenplay, actually, when I wrote it. And uh, I was working with Curtis Jackson, working 50 a lot at that time. And I presented it to him. And you know me, I'm... You know, he, he goes, How much you think you can do this for? And I said, Man, I need three million to do this movie. He's like, you out, chill. Here you go with this bullshit. And then uh, then that's when the graphic novel talk came in because he was like, Man, this is an incredible idea. I think what I think you should do, because right now we couldn't do this because we don't have the budgets. He said, But you need at least 20, 20, minimum 20 million. You know, maybe if you're going to do this as a movie. But Turned into a graphic and I was sitting on it and see what people think. He said, and from there, you know, you'll be able to move with it. So that's what I did. And then on that journey, I found out that I like this shit. Excuse my language. No, I, <laughs> I, I found out that I like it, you know, after teaming up with Braxton Cosby. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, me he and I really clicked. And I just found out like, I like the creative part of it.
1: Right. You know, like
0: I write because it's a necessary. I am I like i I could sit and be creative all day I, I mean honestly I think I could be almost maybe because we Gemini's, me and biggie I think I have that as a filmmaker I could literally sit and write a whole screenplay in my head like I can
1: yeah.
0: change things on set without writing it it's just the it's just like the flow and you know in the flow that, uh, we did that we yeah. did when well, we did your movie we we had we had some of that stuff you know and we came out of it, you know, that's when I discovered that, you know, there's always three movies you got to make. When we did your movie, it was the movie you wrote, which is a good screenplay. He's like, all oh, right, this is a good screenplay. Now we went to shoot it. Now we shot an even better version of it because it was the writer who was the lead actress, who was the director. So it was like we were really playing like kids, like having fun, yeah. like Cops and Robbers sort of like, like, can we do this? Do you think we can do this? How about we do this? You know what you should do? What? We need some comedy here. Why don't you put those fake... Titties and then, you know, we would do, we were coming up with stuff, you know, yeah. like even the scene with you and um with you and uh, um uh, Marcus. I remember you wanted to do something, he didn't want to do it. Then he was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing this." And then I went, I said, "All right, cool, no problem, we'll figure this out." And then it's like, "All right," I went to him, I whispered in his ear. He's like, "I right, sure cool, no problem. I right, yes, yeah, what I'm gonna do." And I came to you and I said. He was like, "Oh, okay," and then after he was like, "Yo, you fooled us. You can't. I can't believe you did that." But it worked though. It worked. You know what I'm saying? Because I because what you were saying made sense. But sometimes you just gotta use a little psychology on people and be like, "This is what it's about," you know.
1: So. Yes, played a lot of tricks on me during. That <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So. Can you give? I don't want to read the whole thing on the back. Can you give okay, us it's okay. a synopsis it's without giving too much away of what? Okay, well, is. Death
0: Riders is um Death Riders is based on just the creativity out of my brain, like I said years ago in France, and Death Riders is based on a guy by the name of Diego who sells his soul to the devil, but then the deal the devil can't collect his soul, so he raises seven riders from hell to take Diego's soul, but in the movie we have an antichrist who's no good no evil but he doesn't want diego's soul to be taken because he knows what lies ahead and death riders this is the first installment of three books so the next book which we're going to try to come up uh, put out this halloween will be death riders the collectors of the soul so once you read this it'll take you into the collectors of the soul and then the third and final chapter will be death riders the water souls
1: Ooh. So it
0: it'll give you so it breaks down why every act why every um character has a tribal tattoo. If you notice I have like tribals. So the tribals came from my own self to connect, you know, the things. So when you read through all the books, you'll realize how the tribal tattoos on each character connects them.
1: Well, I kind of to see- where they're going. I kind of feel like you are one of the characters. I won't talk about it, but there are pictures right. here to show you the tribals. And when I saw it, I was like, oh. "So my daughter wants to." Yeah. As soon as she read it, she goes, "Mom, okay. see if you can audition for Wanda." Ah, you see, ah, you picked up on that one, huh? Yeah, you picked
0: up on that, so you know what, my so you know what I was doing. <laughs> So what? here's the thing with Deaf Riders, here's, here's the thing with Deaf Riders, right? When I <coughs> when I first came up and I drew the characters, right, what I did was I took faces of familiar people that I knew,
1: oh, really? and then
0: I put the bodies that I felt would fit them if they were immortal.
1: Wow. So
0: if you look at that character that your daughter said that you should play. Yeah. What was the character? She said.
1: Her name's Wanda.
0: Right. She looks like you, but who she built like? Your wife. Exactly.
1: You <laughs> built like your wife. Right. Yeah. And she did. Right. She was like, she was like, mommy, you need to see if you can audition for this. And I started laughing. I said, Right. He's gonna make a movie, but mommy need to get in the gym because she. Right. Yeah. She
0: did, well, she could trade Well, she could train. I mean, she don't trade now, but you know, she could trade if I think long seasons.
1: I was there. Like, Let go. That's yes. her. Yes. No, I
0: can't see it, but that's a shot no, out right there. When she was, when she was a pro, when she was before she retired. But yeah, that's I created the characters' bodies and features off of people I knew because we wow. know a lot of professional bodybuilders. I said. When it was in the movie stage in my head, I figured a cheaper way to do it is instead of going through all its effects. I knew so many pro bodybuilders. Them, they, they look like they're immortal anyway. Right. So you, you put some eyes and little makeup on them and little prosthetics. They already. And I got some friends that are not short bodybuilders. They're like six feet and, you know, like Victor Martinez and, you know, a lot of other guys that I'm friends with.
1: Let me just show really quickly. this. Yeah, is-
0: there you go. Yeah, that's the character right there. Yeah, let me let me. That's the character the right there. And see, it's it's not hard to make you look like that because you have the foundation and look like that. I just you know about. You. We train you. We train you for about. We get the plug on that, and you could train for literally three or four months based on your body structure. Because I know you. You know what I mean. I know where you came from. So yeah. I know you with a good pro with a good program. I mean, you know. The food is gonna be the problem, but with a good program, you, 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 my wife can make you look like that easy, even easy when she had to.
1: And just knows me, you guys. He said food's gonna be the problem because I am a complete foodie, like me. She is too. Is she? Yeah.
0: She. Her mom is. Is
1: sick though.
0: Yeah, but you know the thing is with her, her condition had to be six percent body fat. So six percent body fat, you're you're clear dead almost but when i created the character that character is her at like 160 pounds 170 pounds where she just nothing but
1: muscle so
0: so to turn right so to turn to turn you into that because you already have you you're not fat. You ain't never been fat. You put on weight from, you know, becoming a mom. Right. But that's a good thing because now we don't have to, because if you see the character, the character has a little more boobies yeah. than you used to have, you know, the before. Because you know. So right. So So, all. So, right. So, it all works out. And, you know, the rest of the characters, like I said, it just was built off of people that I knew and I'm familiar with because I wanted to create my own. Now they created the superheroes. Yes, I did the comic books and all that. So I created Salem. I created that off a friend of mine's body and somebody else's face. I put it together. You
1: know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So
0: the book
1: is the book is amazing, and we got lost in it. And she got full credit for it because we read it in a week. We were going chapter by chapter, and sometimes what? Yeah, she's like, "Mommy, can we read just one more chapter? Mommy, can we read this?" One more time. I wouldn't let I her get into the bedtime story, though. No bedtime story. But it, it is graphic. It is fun. Um, there are heroes. Right. In it. it made me cheer. It made me sad. Like, we got emotional. And so I don't want to tell too okay. much. Um, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, it, it takes you on a roller coaster ride. Um, I guess it's sort of like my life a little bit. It, <laughs>
1: so look. Yeah. Okay, so I couldn't help but to be like, oh, Death Riders, I didn't get it at first, right? But then I was like, in the middle of reading it, I started singing Stop, Drop, Shut It Down, Open Up Shop.
0: Open Up Shop. Oh,
1: yeah. now you guys don't know, but I know a little bit of Jess's background. So Jess, can you explain to them why I started singing that song in the middle of reading the book? Well,
0: well, literally, that's the video that probably said that I had a rise when doing the music video era because you know if anybody understands that era coming up in that time i never understood it and i still don't understand it you know and um excuse me and it was just so much black hate and wow. literally i went on um, i wound up coming back out to california where i you know came out to go to school at but you know when i started my music video career uh a good friend of mine, Hype Williams, who I grew up with, who most people might know, heard of. Incredible talent. Like he's the reason why us as hip hop music video directors were able to make a shit ton of money because of what he set the standard at. And so, if you wanted to work and you wanted to be dope, you had to meet that standard, you know. And just me being one of his friends. Um, he had took me to meet Jay um, Prince at Rapalot mm-hmm. in Houston because he couldn't understand how come the city oh. I was from wasn't showing me no luck with my talent, you know? So I went to Texas and I met Jay. And Jay then had me do sequel, God rest the dead. He passed away. And I did his video before... You know, anybody had, and I did this seat, and this everybody was told, you know, broke up about it. So that kind of connected me with inversion and then LA showed me all the love. I was like, it was just me and LA was LA was loving me to death. So you go where you love, you know, you go where you appreciate it, I tolerate it. So I had came out to LA. Um, me and my girlfriend we lived up in Baltimore at the time, and I was working constantly. CBO, all of them. I'm good friends with them to today. So I was doing all their stuff. And then I get a phone call because understand, I had wrote a treatment for Joaquin from Rough Riders for Stop Being Greedy originally. And so what happened was he loved the treatment. I don't know if people of my age or they know some of the stuff, but I wrote it and I mimicked it after. I wrote with DMX trained dogs to rob a bank, but mm-hmm. I took it off an of old movie concept. And because in the movie concept, they got greedy and then the dogs turned on them. So I just felt it was perfect. Right. But, you know, some people that didn't like, you know, you know, didn't want another black man to may get hated on it. So they, they passed on me and the video got snatched off MTV because he was chasing a white guy through a mansion. Saying it's not being read. White channel. That wasn't working too good. What? So they smashed it. They were in trouble. The album was in trouble because <sighs> there was they weren't even were like 700,000 solid. Which is really gold, so sort of, you know, platinum because they figure it's gonna go to extra three. And I get a call from Joaquin, I'm in LA chilling, I'm doing my thing in California. And he goes, Yo, I need that treatment. That's how hot this dog bank treatment was. And I was like, For what? Y'all did the song already. He was like, Man, they pulled it, you know, explain to me. And he said, I said, Well, what's the song? And he said, All right, let me sing a new song. This is when you was first could email songs, like it wasn't you just got on the new email yeah. song. Or- so he emails the song to me And I listen to it And understand I grew up like I grew up grandma Weston's, Clint Eastwood all that rough ride You know the okay. cowboy rough You know I grew up doing that So as soon as I heard it I immediately went to Martin Day Western Iron Horses which is motorcycles right. And I said And I wrote the concept on the plane On my way back to New York when I got there King, you know, he, he was the first one read it. He was blown away. He was like, oh, yeah, this is it. And everybody else, long story short, just bought in besides Def Jam, but they had no choice because it was just too much on this side with DMX and everybody, God rest them, pulling like, no, this is what we need because we're losing with the other videos. We're not getting the right love on the music video because it's not giving us the essence of who dmx is right. you know that was they look good but he's not a nightclub that's not him he's not agree, you know right. so what i was giving them was the straight this is the hood this is what we do this is where we from you know and once it hit that was it i never looked back like literally i was I, I didn't look back after that. I was doing people were calling me. Some people want the same thing. So a lot of stuff I used to have to pass on because you can't repeat, you know, I got something for you. That was for him. You know what I'm saying? And I think it wasn't until they started seeing me get Rough Riders more stuff like, you know, we gonna make it and the ride or die with the slave ship, and you know, a lot of other things. And they start realizing, oh, hold on for a minute. It's not a one-trick pony.
1: Yeah, he's more than. Yeah. Like- and He's
0: one one trick pony.
1: You've done more music videos than we can even like go through in this forty five minutes and yeah. an hour. Let's talk about
0: some of your- <laughs> because you. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: Let's talk about some of your films quickly because you've worked with some incredible people.
0: Well, my film um, resume. Let's first of all. I don't know where to start because I've been fortunate. Like my first movie, you know, I had Clifton Powell, Tyron Turner. Laz Alonzo was a find for me because he walked into an audition and I literally fought with the executive producers, but they didn't want him. They wanted um Jada kiss. But at the time, I'm like, Laz is, this guy's talented. Yeah. And so he and I to today have like the closest, well, you know, because you spoke yeah. with him. Man we got the closest relationship to today because of that. Because I've always been one of the people that I fight for the actors, right? Because I think actors don't get a fair shake, especially with everybody rapping and they figure, oh, we can put the rap in here, the fanfare will come, you know. But the bottom line is, you you destroying a trade in which we forced so hard to be a part of, and now you just you 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 belittling it by just putting people in it because they got followers. Let's make sure they can do what they do. So. Crime Partners, I was fortunate, you know, to have a dope ass casting director, Winston St. Clair, who really showed me how to, you know, cast and went. So, what that was really like my film school. Because remember, I was doing music videos, music videos and doing movies in two different worlds. and they ain't the same world. You would just think it okay. is, but it's not. And the only reason why I knew I could survive, God Rest the Dead, Carl Craig from Fifth Gear, I was over there working, you know, through his company. And he said to me after I did Avant, separated. He said you are a storyteller you're a filmmaker because you were able to capture a story of four minutes so that always stayed stuck in the back of my head so when i stepped into the films it was not a hard transformation for me it was sort of like i'm gonna do this and so crime partners which was donald going's first ever published novel black author was my first movie and the ironic thing is when i was a kid little back so i got a little trouble but this was one of the first books I ever read on my own was Crime Partners. Oh, when right. I was at the age, like, there yeah, when I was like I 13, 14. That. Yep. So years later, you know, when I'm a grown man, I wind up, that wind up being my first movie, wow. you know? Yeah. And then, um, and then after that, I went back to music videos until you believed in me. And you was like, hey come on out we want to meet you we want to talk to you we got this dark comedy read it let us know what you think and i was like okay i like this and then and it was so crazy right i was so ignorant right to who everybody was yourself and everybody i was working with because i was just it was more about just getting it you know what i'm saying not realizing like who you were as a part of you know (laughs) black cinema history and tv right it didn't and that's not the way you came off.
1: But I appreciated you know. it because you didn't put me in the box that everybody else would have. Right, and I just think I think
0: I'm one of them people. I don't believe in putting anybody in the box. I think, you, especially if you're an actress or actor, I think you can play anything that your heart desires. You know, some things you don't want to play, but you know, if you can play a bride, you can play a lawyer. It's just the things we allow ourselves to do, you know. And so when I came out and met you guys. You know, and we did your movie in 11 days, and just doing that movie, I learned a lot. You know, like my second time, I learned a lot, but I learned how when you have unity amongst people, how you can get things done, even when things are not going, because, you know, it was a lot of evil, a lot of demons fighting us with that, but I think we had me, and we had you, and the love that you had for me was so genuine. You know, like it was genuine from right from the day, first day I hugged you. I remember you say, "The yeah, Scorpio." I said, "Yeah, we gonna be friends, yeah, Scorpio." <laughs> <laughs> my you auntie know, raised me.
1: My brother told me, "You never know who your friends are until you guys get into a fight." Right, so you'll never know yeah. how somebody feels about you or what the outcome will be, and you'll never really know how somebody feels about you until you're like twenty years in. Jeff and I <laughs> done fought back and forth over and over, but yeah. today it's always love. That's my brother. I want to see him win. I'm his little sister. He gonna protect me. You want to see me win, and we can yeah. go at it. And then five minutes later, we are in a corner going. <laughs>
0: yeah and i'm gonna be honest with you the only time we had a problem is i was hurt because i was like no and god rested our friend steve you know steve came to me said one thing that she loved you and she had your back 110 was other people that were
1: i didn't like his
0: partner
1: i didn't like his partner and i tried to come mm-hmm. to him and tell him that his partner was right but you know, sometimes things have to play themselves out. And, and, he, he, and he was going, to, and he, and he even
0: told he told me in Miami. Got wrestling before everything happened. He told me in Miami. He said, "Look, I know you've been riding with this dude for a long time, and I hear that you always got his back, but he don't got your back. I'm gonna put it <laughs> like that." And so, you know, sometimes, man, as men, we got a hard head. We gotta have a soft ass because we think that we th- men are the worst enemy. Sometimes they like. We think we don't have emotion. We the most emotional bastards in the world. a our <laughs> woman cheat on us, we're gonna kill up the whole neighborhood, the dog, the cat, everybody gotta die. A woman You're gets cheated you know, on. You're loyal to a, right. a woman that gets cheated on, she'll cry. She might not even go out and do no re-cheating. She might cry, go to her boo-hoo, ha ha, and she look at the good in it and she'd be like, you know what? He he screwed up. I'm gonna give him a chance. A woman can be ten toes down with you hundred degrees and the whole nine. And she chill, you wanna kill everything. Why? Because you emotional. Why well, men think we not, we emotional motherfuckers? We wanna fight all the time over some bullshit. Really? I'm not emotional. Why? Cause you ain't crying, nigga? No. Cry more. Kill less. You, you know, and the balance is foul. It it just kills me when I hear these brothers talking. Oh, I ain't. Listen, God put you down, right? He took a rib and he made woman, right? So her emotions comes from your emotions. Her strength comes from your strength. The only difference is when he made her, he made her 2.0 woman, not man. So women are much stronger than we even think. People think, hi, baby. Okay, love you.
1: Love you. Okay. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. I love oh, that you were able to admit that you were hurt. And I'm so sorry you were hurt. So as a scorpion, I have huh? a problem.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, okay. No, it wasn't as as that Scorpio, I have- it was it, you didn't do it right. You didn't do anything to hurt me. You know, it was so many lies. You know, you know, lie, 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 lie. I was in a relationship with the witch at the time, you know, with the devil. So, you know, lies get into your head and you don't want to believe it, but you start to believe it and then you go, oh, and the witch was lying to me the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, it, it's, it's life that happens, huh?
1: My delivery isn't always um, nice. <laughs> And I don't know how to um explain things sometimes because the hood part of me comes in where I'm just like, well, fuck it. I said what I said, I meant what I said, but I don't necessarily mean it that like I don't I need to learn how to say things with love. And I don't always know how to deliver things with love. You know
0: what? I would I would I would be less I would be less than I would be less than who I was if I had if I agreed with that. I don't agree with that. I think that you do a lot. I think you do everything with love. To be honest with you, I think that sometimes people take the kindness because you smile and you giddy and and they think you're stupid and it don't equate. And then when you say when the stinger come up, you go, "All right, motherfucker," then they go, "Oh, hold up for a minute." She don't know how to talk to people, but I can't say that based on you and our relationship. You know what I'm saying? I and I- that's why. Right, that's why I even say, you know, when the lies was told, it wasn't, my thing wasn't out of because, it's because, oh, nah, Terry, not, no, not, so it was a hurt, but it was a hurt because this is my sister who loved me, right, who made sure the whole crew got home when we went out and nobody could drive. She's like, all right, I got y'all, I'll get y'all home. Well, You know, the one who is. said, don't worry, I'll come in and, in well, all, I'll come in I and got
1: everybody right. drunk, so since I got everybody right. drunk, I had to get everybody home. <laughs> Yeah,
0: the one that came in and said, hey, don't worry about it. I know you ain't got a lot. We're going to call Antoine. We're going to call this one and that one. They're going to come in. Don't worry about it. And I'll help you whatever you need on production, what you need. I'll come and help you. So, you know, that's the relationships that you look to build and that you want. And so when you 10 toes down relationship like that, and the person you're supposed to be in love with because you think that's what the fuck love is, is in your ear telling you something different. You, you go, okay, well, this is my, this is my I, you know, okay, I kind of got to listen. Yeah. And you know, this is why I love Shaw. Me and Shaw was taking Shaw to the airport, man. And so, you know, you drive, you want the phone, you know, so I had it on speaker, so she could hear the whole conversation. So it wasn't like I had to put on no fronts. Yeah. And she listening, she heard the whole thing. And i never forget, when I hung up the phone, she said, man, I only can give you one piece of advice leave that shit alone like honestly she was like that ain't she said that ain't even that's not even a benefit for you as of who you are and to, to go through that she was like and that's somebody that's doing wrong just based on the kind con- and i'm a woman i'm letting you know what this is you know what i'm saying and that was the conversation we had so you know within your group like i found some good people you know what i'm saying and, and that's what I've cherished. And and I think that's why I do I did was like a, a really good movie, a hit movie, because you know, we found people that we, you know, I don't know how many years ago, but here we are much later. We could do a part two to it and make it hot than fish grease. Right. because people like people people love what you did then. So I think a part two for that is due. Now time and error, you know, years later, we all older, we all better filmmakers.
1: It would be fun. You know,
0: right. We did that movie in 11 days. Right. We did that movie in 11 days because of our talent. We can do another movie in 11 days because we know we can.
1: Absolutely. Now, I don't want to confuse people because the one that we're talking about where I got everybody drug and drove them home. and We were in New York and Miami. They went to Jamaica. They went to Atlanta. It is a movie called One Blood. So this was after I do. I did. We're still. Yeah, that was
0: way after that. Yeah, I'm still.
1: No, it's okay. I just don't want to confuse the audience. We're still together making another film, which is supposed to be coming out this year, right?
0: Right. It's coming out this year. We actually, um, you know, because we lost a friend, so we put it on the back burner. But we're now, um, I talked to uh, the post, so we're doing some re edits and stuff like that, cleaning it up, doing the titles and things of that nature on it. That's the one you, you uh, produced you know, help me produce. Um, so we just cleaned it up, doing the music on it. i um, been talking to Grandpa Morgan about some stuff and things of that nature. And um, that's it. it's all together. The whole, whole an amazing together.
1: movie. together. Yeah, a movie we just got
0: to cool. do some re-adders. I talked to Clifton Powell. I talked to Clifton um, the other day. He and I were speaking about it. He had called me um, and he was asking me what was going to happen with it because he seen the poster that we had put up. Yes. And he's like, man, he said, man, it, he actually suggested that after we put the movie out, we turn it into a TV show.
1: I think it's amazing. Cliff played my husband, and mm-hmm. that, Justice gave me a chance again where most people are like, oh, you look too young. Justice was like, no, she can do this. We're going to change her hair. We're going to change her makeup. Um, the movie goes through genera- like, Can I say generations?
0: Yeah, generations of dysfunction.
1: Yes, and yeah. Jess has gave me an opportunity that many other filmmakers will not give me because I do look young, but I'm not that young. Like y'all know I'm 47 years old. You can add up my age. But I'm um, playing Clifton Powell's wife was an amazing experience.
0: Yeah, it was fun too. We had a <laughs> lot of fun. You, we laughed, we laughed a lot on that set, especially when we was doing the scene with you guys are in the in the bed together. <laughs> I was looking at it the other day and the phone ring like. Right here with you. <laughs> it's like, how's she lying? You know she's lying. I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh.
1: This is some that was a pretty piece of good writing, right there. <laughs> That was all well, you. It's good. You know what? You said something else earlier. You were talking about from the acting aspect, right? You said you didn't want to disrespect the craft. Which, as right. an actor, I really appreciate that. Talking about disrespect in the craft, I've got this is like a two part question. How do you feel about Tubi? Okay. And how do you feel about everybody with a camera is now a filmmaker?
0: Well, here's the thing I think Tubi gives real filmmakers an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because you got to understand, some filmmakers get shitted on, they get blacklisted because they don't want to play ball a certain way. Or they, you know, they went out and got... And some of they do; they actually do really incredible pieces, good pieces. And Sometimes the TV shows, like you take an Issa Rae. If Tubi was really hot back then when Issa Rae put her show on YouTube, it would have went to Tubi, she'd have made a ton of money off of it. Right. Right? So Tubi gives you the opportunity to make money, so it's a good platform. And I think that everybody with a camera... It's almost because we don't everything is digital now. It ain't film. When I came in this, it was a film game. Mm-hmm. Nobody was taking a chance on you. Nobody was giving you money because film costs too much to blow. Once it's done, it's done. You can't just pick up a digital and go, hey, let's go take that shot. It don't look good. But I love the fact that digital has made it to the point where it looks so good now because it's more quick and it's fast. And I just tell people if you're gonna pick up a camera respect the craft that's been around for hundreds of years before us and let's not downgrade it let's learn really what it's about let's respect it you know if you pick up the camera it must be something you like and if you love it it'll treat you well and it's it's listen it's a million films getting done every day you know there's no set you know thing but i do think that the digital Era has dummied it down to the fact that everybody thinks that they're a filmmaker. And some people can do one film, and if we're if we being honest, right? Some stuff you look at, you go,
1: Why'd they do
0: that? <laughs> Why must they spend on this again? Somebody give me that money, right? <laughs> You're thinking to yourself. And it's like, and it's, it's sort of like, yeah, somebody had a digital camera, convince somebody. Somebody was a good salesperson. They came in, invited. They were a filmmaker, and somebody gave them their money, and they threw it in a wild goose's ass and told them to fly. But it downgrades the craft. Yeah. That it downgrades the craft that we have to be thankful for. People like yourself and your other comrades. You know, like the Shaws and the Antoine's and your other, you know, uh, Dory and a lot of your other, you know, people that came when y'all were young Hollywood working on the sitcoms and doing movies and things of that nature. Like, I think a lot of you guys are forgotten about because we put actors in a box. Mm
1: -hmm. When
0: I don't put actors in a box, I see the whole spectrum. You know, we did a movie where Tretch plays a lawyer. You play a young mother, you know, to a crazy West Indian and you know what I'm saying? And it's it's crazy to see, you know, Antoine play your son. You know what I mean? Because, you can pull it off because of your chops, yeah. your talk, oh. your conversation, right? You're not talking like, it. you're talking like a mother that, oh yeah, she she don't look 40, but she sound 40. Thank you. Because of her delivery, because the way she's saying the words she's saying, she's not saying it like, well anyway, I told you to drink the milk. She ain't saying that. She's talking like an evil stepmom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Clinton was like, Scared the shit out of me. I'm like, <laughs> like I told you, she good,
1: man. I was no longer that was
0: girl. Out. Look, Hollywood sleeping.
1: Thank you. What
0: Holly is Hollywood? sleeping. Huh? What
1: are the elements that you think that these new filmmakers are missing? Because for me, I think it's great to make a low budget independent film. I've done it. I've made a career out of it. Yeah. I, I think that they're forgetting that sound is important. That
0: production design is- sound is, so in, sound is so important. Production design is important. Um, having a DP, not trying to DP and do it all on your own. That's important to have somebody with an eye that knows lighting. And after you get all that stuff, after you have all that stuff, that stuff right there was most important. The two most important things to winning when you're doing an independent film Outside of your technical, which is your look and your sound, is you got to stop putting your friends in the movies that say they can act. Because a bad actor doesn't mean a bad actor; It means you are a shit director because you didn't notice that acting was bad. Mm -hmm. And how didn't you see that in front of your camera, right? And then outside of that, you need a good screenplay, right? I'm not telling you we should take, everybody's different, right? I, everybody's different. Some people write a screenplay in a week, two weeks, three weeks, 10 pages a day, and they and they got a screenplay. But the thing is, like, you have to make it make sense. Don't think, because I don't got no money, it just don't have to make sense. Right. Like, you know, I, I, can, I can write this person coming out the building, and then... A minute later, coming off the train, and somebody followed them, but I didn't show how they followed them, and they would get out of a car. Now, how the hell they followed them? They in the car, and they was on the train. How the hell they were on a train going? Right. Right. So it's just like sometimes common sense filmmaking. I think some people try to, like, they, they I don't know. It's like they, they try to psych out the audience. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, but it demifies it. Dumbifies it. Yeah. And, then, and I'm not saying there's not a lane. There is a lane out there for it. But I just think in filmmaking for me, you know, is just integrity. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could do a dark comedy, right? Like how we did. And people say, nah, she was an uncomfortable two years and this nigga and right. But then when you look back, you laughing and you joking and you smiling about this shit. You like, yo, she is wow. This is crazy. And then you thinking like, this shit could really happen. Some people are really that lackadaisical to where, uh, yeah, I, this, this this shit could happen. But it's entertainment and you're enjoying it. You understand what I'm saying? And it's integrity to it. We don't have you in a coma and then Friday morning you out the coma. Right. And then it's 20 <laughs> years later and then you <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, to, to to have the screenplay to where your best friend and him didn't like each other. So she was on your paperwork as the person to contact. It makes sense that she would make. She knows you're okay, but she ain't tell her this nigga because he ain't shit.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: how she feel. You see what I'm saying, right? Because sometimes when people tell stories, I think they leave out the little, them small parts that make it make sense. It's almost like you know when you like if you pitch, you say, okay, make it make sense to me now then right. it doesn't make sense and I'm not it's not uh, why but I do it
1: I have to thank you for that because you took the time and you sat down with me and we did a page turn just you and I and it, right, you, I remember anything you did yeah in the hotel we were sitting there and anything you were like okay cherry I don't get this let's let's fix this you know cherry because I would know what I was envisioning in my mind but just because I see it don't mean <coughs> It's like transferred on me. But I you. have
0: to but I also have to say to you because you know you gotta stand you wrote you produced this this was your baby so for you to trust me because I remember saying no don't worry about it we'll do it on the fly he was like sure I was like yeah trust me I'm good with this and yeah. he was like okay and you trusted me in that sense because it was like because everybody every film <laughs> Uh oh <After laughs> You still there?
1: Yes.
0: I kicked my. I, kicked I got my little table. more minutes
1: with you, Jess.
0: Okay, I saw. But Listen. here's the thing, you know, I, I, i like every every filmmaker to me is um. It, the thing is, is we all going to the same place, and we might have different ways to get there, right? But if we get there together, we'll learn something from each other. You know what I'm saying? So like going i got a chance like when i did the my first movie was cool but when i did my second movie with you guys it was different because i was doing it with seasoned filmmakers right so i was going on a scout with seasoned filmmakers i wasn't going on a scout and i was the music video director nigga that just knew what i knew so it made it easier for me to be able to block. And this I come, I, mean, I don't know if you remember the first day we was out in eight hours and Lisa was like, you're done. I was like, yeah, we shot. Nobody ever gets out early in the first day. Because like, you, had, different.
1: you had it in your head already. You knew what you wanted. You told exactly. and you didn't you didn't waste our time and you weren't getting all this extra stuff just because you were like let's get right. the let's get and get what we need and we appreciated that because it gave us time to go in and worry about our second day. Okay, so before I lose you, what's your smoking? Yeah. What you
0: smoking on? Right here, I'm smoking on a little um what's this banana cream?
1: And is banana cream uh indica or is it <laughs> a- <laughs>
0: This is a hybrid, actually.
1: Hybrid. Okay, so explain to me a little bit about a hybrid, because you know, I well, know, a hybrid is. I not, need
0: some I know a hybrid is like an indica-sativa mix, and sometimes it's sativa dominant, which gives you a more creative, like that, and then sometimes it gives you, you know, a little more indica, which gives you more laid back, you know, like a Snoop feel. Okay. Yeah, you know? my brother actually just created. You know, my little brother. He actually just. Got his own strain called American Dream.
1: Okay, and if somebody so, out there wants to find American Dream, where can they find it?
0: I guess it'll be coming to a smoke shop near you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get some too. He's going he, he got take me to Oklahoma. You've been doing, you know, everybody getting to the cannabis business. So he um got these grows up in Oklahoma. So you know,
1: okay. I wish
0: somebody would tell me about this cannabis a long time ago, man. You know. <laughs> But we was doing your movie. You
1: need to spend a little <laughs> bit more get... time in LA, because I'm sure some of the people what? I was with would have told you all about it.
0: <laughs> well, they did, but you know, my brain was different then. I was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, I got stories for days, like with Snoop, but I was like, eh, heh, heh. and then I took a brownie one time and was oh. high for like 15 days after that. Oh no! And what I was is- like, I vow to stay away from it. But then you know, I met my wife and she was like, huh? You do what? You creative? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, come in the bedroom real quick. Yeah, smoke this little something, something. Before I knew it, man, I was like, Oh, this is kind of good. I did this before. And I was like, Oh, you know what? This is my this is my calm place where I can think. And like, I don't really let shit bother me. But if it does, I just say what it is. And if you don't like it, all right cool you ain't got to like it too. i mean we all got feelings i ain't mad about your feelings if you can...
1: thank you oh, so much for like letting that. me have you
0: they be going somewhere on me i'll talk to you later all
1: right love Bye, you baby. love you too thank you so much what up cherry run across the
0: world welcome to cherry's world Burn across the world welcome to cherry's world for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world.